1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite show from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by Shooter Magooder. Shoots, how are we tonight? Doing really well tonight. Really feeling it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really vibing, and let me tell you why. We went viral on TikTok, not once, not twice, but thrice. Gotta love it. It was It was, I know we say this every single week and it's going to get old.
0: Yeah. There's always something new every week as we go through this process. So I
1: always have to say like, it was a crazy week because it fucking was a crazy week. Like we got like 4,500 followers on TikTok Now we have a ton of new listeners. So as usual to our new listeners, we are fucking thrilled to have you, but if this is your first episode, pause it, go back to the first episode binge us because we love getting binged
0: love getting binged feels so good to get binged feels
1: great to be binged and then come back later because we don't want you here now we want you here later but back to the main point it was an awesome week um to all of our new followers new listeners thank you so much for the support the comments um it's been so much fun to watch i think we've been texting nonstop for like five days straight and we don't talk that much I mean, we talk a lot, but, like...
0: Yeah, I mean, more than, like, two bros normally do.
1: Yeah. Like, we were really going back and forth, and that was just the response to you guys. So, I, I loved loved reading the comments. I thought they were so entertaining and fun. I love getting everybody's insight on everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, to an extent, it was, like, at certain times, it was like a discussion board. Like, yeah. there were people bringing up other points that you and I had brought up, mm-hmm. or maybe we brought it up, like, later in the episode that wasn't on the clip, and you get like four or five people commenting on that comment and then something else and something else and something else. And it was, which is great. It was way less about like us. Like, look at these two fucking guys yeah, talking about brother. Morons. It was way more just like a real discussion. I loved it. I love that there was
1: different stances being taken. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, some constructive arguing. I have to comment on one comment okay. and look, I'm not going to make a habit out of this. All right, I'm not going to dig into the comments very much at all because I know there's going to be some good, there's going to be some bad, and pretty much everything in between. But there was one that really stuck out to me, and I'm not going to read the name of the person because I don't want to give them any more airtime. But it was like, don't you guys watch any sports, football,
0: baseball, basketball? I thought Look, it was just really funny that he itemized the sports, too. Like, yeah. here's a couple of options. Yeah, like, you yeah, don't, we fucking know what sports are, <laughs> if dude.
1: You don't know sports. These are some. Look, I'm going to clear this shit up right now because this is arguably the reason that we started this show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For all of you that don't know, I played and coached for the Baltimore Orioles for eight years. Okay? Shooter got his nickname for his ability to shoot a basketball. And has also been playing sports and continues to play sports to this day.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of funny, like, it was a little ironic. Like, I was watching, as most people do in the summer, there's not a lot to watch, watch the Phillies game. I'm watching NBA Summer League. Like, who the fuck watches that? You do. I do. Because you you know what? I fucking love sports. We
1: love sports. We are diehard Phillies fans, diehard Sixers fans, diehard Flyers fans when they're good. And we live and die by the birds, baby. Absolutely. And we fucking love Bravo. And yeah, that and
0: is what a Bravo bro is. Like, we're not allowed to watch or venture out of sports. Like, Are I'd you be bored. Me? I have to fill my time with other I, shit. Too. And if you're too tough,
1: if you're so fucking manly that you can't watch Bravo or you think it's embarrassing for other people to watch Bravo, one, you're a moron, and two, we don't want you here anyway.
0: Okay? Well, that was the funny part. Was I, you could take the comment a couple different ways, and the way that I decided to take it, and this is how I am taking it. This guy was mad at us for talking about Bravo, not because he's a Bravo fan, and he's like, get the fuck out of my realm. What are you doing here? No. He did it because he saw two guys talking about something that he didn't like. Right. But the ironic part about that whole thing is, if he's on like his For You page, something Bravo-related popped up on his For You page. So are you a closeted fan? If you're a closeted fan, hop on out of the closet, listen to the boys talking about Bravo. And that's what we're here for. That's what
1: we are here for. That was the whole premise, the whole start to this whole fucking thing was that, yeah, there's lots of dudes out here that are watching Bravo. And you don't have to act like you're fucking tougher than it because it makes you look stupid.
0: Yeah. So we have a message to those haters. Join us. Join us. Don't hate. Join us.
1: Before we get into anything, um, this week is a little bit different. Um, We're going to recap, get back to the rob huh next week um shooter decided that he wanted to go on vacation
0: yeah i mean the ball's on me just needing to get away from From not only my day job but the night job being man of the night i gotta uh (laughs) gotta get away get to the lake for a few days play some golf you know yeah sports yeah sports
1: we'll get back to beverly hills next week but um this week we got southern charm we got ultimate girls trip we got all sorts of fun shit so
0: yeah, so next week could be uh, a bit of a monster episode. We'll have yeah. two episodes of Beverly Hills, Rob huh, as you will. Rob huh, baby. And uh, we'll throw in a little bit of extra. So it could be a bit of a longer episode, but I think you guys are ready for that.
1: Yeah, I think you got buckle up, Brav Bros. We're going in. Along with that, I mean, crazy week for us and a crazy, crazy fucking week in Bravo. Because we have the culmination of what's been going on for a long time. Ever since we started Salt Lake, I don't know how much Salt Lake you watched. I love Salt Lake. It's it's one of the wackier ones out there. Like the personalities are banana land, and that is kind of emphasized in our news today. Jen Shaw, who was indicted on charges of fraud and embezzlement, and she stole money from the elderly via telemarketing schemes Mm -hmm. and has done it for a long time. Her assistant was involved who is also up on charges. She's been claiming her innocence since she was on the show filming it. She has gone to war with some of these ladies over these remarks. She has caused it, causes she has caused divides in the group by trying to defend her innocence one week before the trial is supposed to start. She switches her plea to guilty.
0: Yeah, and it was the circumstances of the whole thing were kind of erratic. It sounded like she had like an impromptu visit to the court in New York and just showed up out of nowhere, like a minute before, and was like, "I'm flipping to guilty." Yeah. So whatever happened behind the scenes, I, I mean, she was holding on to this not guilty plea for months and months at this point. No longer than that, like a year. Her assistant pled guilty months ago. So, I, thought, I mean, I'm under the impression that she was pleading not guilty
1: for over a year. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe not.
0: she was. And I mean, the indictment came, I think, like last March, 2021. And she's been holding on to that for so long. The assistant pled guilty a while ago. And then just before the deadline, she's like, you know what? I'm going to flip the not guilty or I'm going to flip the guilty. And I don't know what the what happened I'll on her end. I'll tell you exactly what happened. Well, if you look at the numbers, which I looked at right away. Oh, yeah. She's gonna be fucking bankrupt, and she's probably gonna go to jail for fourteen years. Fourteen years with yeah. the plea, mm-hmm. which
1: means that's why she—that's why she flipped. Because yeah. they definitely came to her like, "Look, you're facing thirty years in prison. Mm-hmm. Your ally has already pled guilty. Like you're fucked. So either yeah. you plead guilty, and like, you'll get out of prison to see your kids, or." You stay in jail pretty much until you're hope an for elder. good behavior and maybe yeah. get
0: out at some point. But you know what I mean. I mean, she was. It's like six and a half million dollars for just. I mean, the issue itself, and then another nine on top of that to pay restitution to the other people, and then on top of that, she's going to have to open herself up to what we're very familiar with with Erica, to the civil charges the civil too, suits. because there's at least, and this number actually kind of shocked me. I thought it was way more. But over the age of 55, there's at least 10 people that can bring claims back to her. So she's going to get fucked multiple times. She deserves it. In the court. She <laughs> Not in jail. In, in, a, in a clerical sense. But yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's going to happen whether she likes it or not. And yeah, and then she's still facing 14 years of jail time, which will get knocked down and whatever. But seven. she's going to face seven. some jail time. She's going to go to jail. Yeah. And it was kind of a whirlwind that she just the reports were like she just walked in one day and got it over with. here's the funny thing and i didn't notice
1: this dev my wife is the one that pointed this out so she's bankrupt at this point like she has no money left and she's strolling into court she had to borrow money from her mother who cashed out her retirement fund to help her pay her bills allegedly to like get through this hard time help her pay her lawyer or whatever she strolls into the court wearing this season's Gucci. This season, which means that she just bought some Gucci shit so that she would look good when she walked up. Because you know why? Here's the craziest part of all of this shit. She's still fucking filming for the show.
0: That is crazy.
1: That's banana land, mm-hmm. dude.
0: Like, Great content, but
1: crazy is it that she's- be content? Is it, I mean, great content. I think I'm going to feel dirty watching it because all it's going to be, the only thing she's going to say at this point on, since they're still filming, is trying to exonerate herself, how she wronged so many people, but she saw the error of her ways. And now she's going to come out and be this like better person and she's changed her life and blah, blah, blah. Fuck you. You don't get, like, we're giving her a stage now to try to like talk her way out of it. And I don't like it. I think that they should like, it's crazy to me that Bravo as a company can afford the liability of keeping somebody on that's pleading guilty to major fraud charges. Well, the good
0: thing is that she didn't use Bravo to like heighten her own, uh, like advantages in her business. So anytime that the question came up, like Andy asked the question at a reunion, all the girls in the show were asking about her. She was always giving these like vague answers about what her business actually did and how she built her fortune. And it never really made any sense. And then she was just like answer as vague as possible until somebody was just like, all right, we're we're not getting anything. So we're done. So Bravo doesn't really, I don't think in the business sense, I don't think they have a liability here. But I think it's going to be at least very interesting to see. Maybe we'll get a little bit of insight as to why she flipped. Maybe Uh, like you'll get a couple of episodes of her still like denying, denying, denying. And then maybe we'll get like, Oh, this is why I flipped. And it'll it'll still
1: be bullshit. That's what I'm saying. Cause she's going to say, I flipped because I knew it was the right thing to do.
0: That's what she did. Yeah. She's trying to like give herself a better image and say, you know, I I've realized my wrongdoings and I need to show that I feel sorry for these people that I've wronged. And it's like, no, if you felt sorry, you probably wouldn't have done it in the first place or wouldn't have gotten this far. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's
1: insane that they're giving her a platform. I, like, is it going to make good TV? I mean, people are going to fucking watch it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll watch it. But it, it just drives me nuts that we're giving her more attention when she's a horrible fucking person. Like, she doesn't deserve the fucking platform. She defrauded old people, which is the worst. That's number four. I gave my big three last week of shit you don't do. Number four is defraud elderly people out of their money.
0: big list.
1: It's going to grow. Watching these shows, more and more things happen that get on my list of just things you don't do to humans, period.
0: Well, the interesting thing from a bro's standpoint is what's going to happen to her husband? He's the D-backs coach for Utah. I know. Dude, so she's... is Utah at this upstanding institution? Are they going to look at this like, all right, you're going to have to go, he buddy. He has to be complicit.
1: Yeah. By the way, he's an attorney. Oh, yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. You're telling me that all this shit's happening and you're not like, hmm. Something's going on here. Mm -hmm. You're you're completely oblivious of the entire situation.
0: Yeah, there's no way he's living off of his $500,000 a year salary. Not in that fucking house. No. No no shot. Not with her fucking lifestyle. He's reaping the benefits of all of the wrongs that his wife has done. Which is a
1: shame because when I saw the first season... I like, like, he really gave me that football coach vibe. I was like, I've had football coaches like him. I've had baseball coaches like him. See, we play sports. And like, he gave me that vibe. I was like, oh, he, like, I feel like he's, every time he talks, it's like a motivational speech. And I, I kind of like it. I kind of like this guy. I'm vibing with him. Come to find out, no, nah, he ain't that cool.
0: No, he's definitely complicit. He's
1: too. 100% in on this. And I don't know if we're allowed to say stuff like this now that people actually listen to us, but sure.
0: Yeah. You know what? Wild accusations, wild
1: accusations. We get wacky, but um, I mean, I guess the from a covering content standpoint, it's great because we're gonna have like a resolution to this conversation now. Like, we'll actually get to see it play out in almost real time, and I guess I'm excited to see. I just I don't know what to even expect with it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be one of those wait and see type of moments, and if we get anything, which I mean, Bravo would be kind of stupid to cut her scenes because that's why people are going to tune in in the first place. For sure. Like, I mean, people will tune in because they like the show.
1: And because they got to see what
0: happens with Mary, the fucking cult leader. Yeah. And, and we'll get into that when that eventually comes to Unless fruition. you
1: are listening and you're part of Mary's cult, yet she's not a cult leader.
0: No, no, definitely not. No. Great, she's a great woman. She's Very awesome. Very inspirational. Yeah. We love her. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh we my God. love I, her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so obviously our girl kyle faced a ton of bad, Not i know i no i gotta get used to not saying our girl kyle she uh, was the, she was always your girl my girl kyle now no, she's no anymore. one's girl yeah but there was a lot of backlash at kyle for what happened last week and rightfully so what is not cool i guess Portia, her daughter has been getting a lot of shit on instagram
0: yeah and that that never made any sense to me but that's how dark social media can get where people have a problem with your mom. So they're going to come after you like, Oh my God, look at her. She's just posting something and isn't taking ownership for what her mom just did to Sutton during the Diana. Like she's fucking ridiculous.
1: Yeah. She shouldn't, by the way, that's the last thing she should have to do is defend her mom on a reality television show. That's not her job. She's a 14 year old kid. Is that right?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think so. Like 14 to 16, 16, somewhere in
1: there where like, she needs to be a fucking teenager. Her life is wacky enough, especially with Kyle and Mo as her parents, and like now they're getting ready for a reality show, mm-hmm. like another one. Like, leave the fucking kid alone. That's it's crazy to me that that's even an option. But which I,
0: guess, I do, and I want to kind of now that you just brought up Mauricio's show, uh, a potential conspiracy theory that I came across. I've heard this one. I spill it. That Bravo is actively making Kyle look terrible. And Mauricio look terrible because they wanted to derail his show on Netflix. Because what's going to happen is you would imagine a popular housewife. Everybody loves Mauricio. Bravo fans are going to go watch the Netflix show, right? No. Let's make her look fucking terrible. Let's make Mauricio look as Ooh. bad as possible. Now we're not going to get the viewership of the Netflix show. Can that shit? Wow. I didn't hear that one. Yeah. Ooh, that. But that, that brings us back to what we were talking about with Mauricio's show in the first place was... If, you know, the ultimate girl ship, the first season, they used one Mauricio's houses. Like, was that like a trial period to see how that went to see if Bravo could take it on or Peacock could take on his show? And then he went to Netflix. So like maybe the inner workings of this aren't as cut and clear as they, as we thought, maybe he just took the money and ran and went to Netflix and they say, you know what? You are big because of this. Don't forget where you came from. Yep. So we're going to hunt you down and make you look like shit.
1: Wow. I
0: love that one. I think that's great.
1: I'm in for that one. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. I'm on board. The one that I heard was um, the reason that Kyle is trying to get so close with Diana is because of the real estate market. It's trying to make.
0: Oh, is she trying to sell she's her? She's trying to
1: sell Diana's house, Yeah, one, and she's trying to get the business of Diana's real estate come to her and Mauricio's company. Because obviously now you're talking, you know, eighty-seven million-dollar homes. Like that's big well, you're gonna
0: get. You might get tied up in sex trafficking too yeah, while you're out. So maybe you want to steer clear of that one, Mauricio. Yeah, be
1: careful what you wish for. You're gonna end up another anecdote in room twenty-three. Yeah. And we talked about the uh, my list growing. Number four is you know leave the children alone.
0: Right? Number four is defrauding. No, defrauding people.
1: elderly people. Yeah. Oh, I guess we can add to it again. With uh, Ultimate Girls Trip number five, Leave the Kids Out of It. Yep. No, oh, that was mine, with uh, Portia. I guess I didn't add that to the list. Yeah, number That's five. part of it, yeah. With Portia, yeah. and leading us right into Ultimate Girls Trip, which we actually missed last week, which is funny, because last week was a fucking party. Mm-hmm. All the ladies were lit off their ass on fucking bourbon, which yeah. I thought was great. Uh, but as that was all happening, I was very aware, like, okay, Brown liquor nights don't lead to happy things. No. Like this is a bomb waiting to go off. Bomb goes off. Not the way I thought it would. It was over the stupidest shit ever because Dorinda made a big deal out about Jill being up Eva's ass about sitting in on a radio show.
0: Which doesn't make any sense because for two things... Eva's on her radio show. She has headphones on. Like, you can't even hear what the other person's saying. All you can kind of hear is what Eva's saying. If you're some idiot yelling in the background, Eva's going to be like, you got to stop. like yeah, get out of here. She just wanted to, and I truly do think that Jill just wanted to sit in on the show and, like, get away from everybody else and be, like, lay in her bed, whatever. Dorinda made such a big fucking deal Huge about deal it. out of it. And it brings you back to, like, the root of, I think, what this show is. All of these women are just trying to stay relevant. I know. They're so thirsty for like any sort of attention that, all right, maybe Jill had some ill intentions where she's like, oh, Eva, do you mind if like maybe I get like a spot on your radio show? Like, no, get the fuck out of here. This is my show.
1: Yeah, that doesn't even work that way.
0: Dorinda coming in and yelling at her was so dumb. And then she kept it going and kept bringing it up. And it's like, enough. And I don't know, like some moments in this show, you're like, that was kind of funny. But at the root of it all, it's just all of them trying to stay relevant. And sometimes it just gets so irritating. You're like, go away. Buzz off. I don't want to watch you on TV anymore. You're not on hold. You're fucking fired. No, she
1: she is confirmed paused by Andy on Watch What Happens Live, interestingly enough. But to your point, this episode especially was very prevalent with the desperation. This episode smelled desperate from the jump pretty much every woman except for brandy in my opinion eva Phaedra, were fighting for screen time fighting for storylines fighting for relevance fighting for catchphrases like if i hear vicky force whoop it up into conversation one more fucking time i feel like what happened is before they went to dinner her publicist called her and said we need we need more yeah. i heard from the editors like we need more out of you you're napping you're not engaged you keep going to urgent care And getting steroid shots all the time. We need more out of you. And I think she's like, I'm going to whoop it up tonight, baby. Oh, my God. It's so dumb. You're not whooping up shit. You're a fucking bummer. And you haven't been present. Like, sit in the background and ride off into the sunset. You're already pissed it's going to be eight days, which is the most time you're going to get in front of the camera for the rest of your life. Because I don't see you coming back to OC. Yeah,
0: and we kind of get that when, like, Taylor's yelling at Brandy saying, like, you'll do anything you'll be on anybody's show you'll do this you'll do that and and brandy's just looking at her like what are you even talking about all of them are doing that i know they all do it like she has no self-awareness when she's saying this out loud taylor was the one who just brought up something from nine fucking years ago 10 out of nowhere 10
1: years ago and it wasn't even an issue that involved her
0: no it wasn't an issue that involved her it wasn't in the context whatsoever and you see this all the time like every episode there's at least one of these moments where like One girl locks eyes with another and she goes, I have some beef with you from so fucking long ago. And we have to like dig around to be like, what was the beef? And when it comes down to it, if we're going to address it, I don't think what Brandy was even talking about was that bad. Like she what she outed Adrian for having a surrogate. Like, Well, hold on.
1: I think that if you're a child and you are under the impression that you came out of your mother, like hearing that you came out of another woman, I imagine would be slightly shocking. I think that that's a moment that you share with your parents. I agree with that. We don't have to get into
0: the morals of that. You have to get into
1: the morals. That's the whole basis of the argument. Is it moral that what she did, that's what caused it?
0: Well, yes and no. I just think that if what Brandy said is true and she said that everybody in Beverly Hills knew it, which they probably did, Brandy didn't pull the child aside and say, hey, by the way, that's not really your mom. No, and that's true. And like, that's when you keep the kids out of it. But like, did she need to bring it up? No, but Brandy brings up stupid shit all the time and it happens. Whatever. But to bring it up now, 10 years ago, mm. something from 10 years ago, bring it up at some dinner, no context involved at all, makes absolutely no sense. It's just like, I've got a bone to pick with you. From how long ago? All right. Guess everything's fucking open.
1: Well, to your point before, that's just vying for relevance. She's yeah. like, I'm, here's my fight. Everyone else is I've, I've went at Brandy once. I'm going to catch her with the one-two here. Mm-hmm. I've been putting this in my back pocket forever. Meanwhile, Brandy and Adrian are friends now. So this is a moot point. Yeah, you're it has arguing nothing to do with you. Yeah, you're, not, you're arguing on nobody's behalf.
0: Yep, and we, the whole time that this is going on, you get Dorinda just drunk as shit. Dude, she was drunk
1: when Eva goes up to her room to talk to her at like 11, and they just got done the hot air balloon thing, which is also like bizarre to me that Dorinda thinks that a good time is for her to go up, and that was 100% to show off like her shit. Like, look at all my stuff. Look at my... My manner, and like to her credit, what she says when she's like, you know as a woman to be able to keep this like that's a big deal, yes, Dorinda, good for you, honestly, like that's dope, like that is a cool thing that you're able to maintain a place like that on your own as a woman that seriously, but you don't have to flaunt it in front of all of the girl like that's all you're doing is look at my fucking house, yeah. and Vicky even says it. Vicky had two times I agree with her this episode, where I thought she was actually on point. That was one where she's like, oh, I'm so glad Dorinda gets to see your house. I'm like, yeah, that's clearly what this is about. But she was drunk with Eva after that, clearly. She's been drunk the entire time. I don't know who. I was excited about her being the narrator and kind of guiding us along this journey after episode one. After episode two, it was getting old. At this point, who made you the fucking captain? Did you have a conversation with Andy before this happened where he's like, hey, this is your ship. You need to steer it?
0: Yeah, probably. And I think that the back part of that, this is your ship and you need to steer it, is you need to perform well if you want to come off a pause.
1: But she's just coming off as so
0: desperate and needy. It's brutal to watch. And then she, I mean, as she gets drunker throughout the night, it's like, what are you even talking about? Like, you have the moment where she's talking to Tamara and Taylor about how all right yeah we definitely keep the kids out of it absolutely yeah, 30 goes, yeah. fucking seconds later she goes what if your kid died brandy well first i mean don't
1: before we get there we have to yeah you yeah. have to address the fact that brandy was saying oh that was a successful year what about your husband like whoa dude whoa. yeah and it's
0: at least some of this is like in context too because we jump from Jill's time on the show with um her husband passing away and like whether or not she invited the cameras 100 absolutely did. she admitted it on the reunion two things one yes
1: two she sent herself those flowers oh yeah without no a doubt. you think so without a fucking doubt in my mind
0: uh i don't know because i could see i could see her her late husband also doing the same thing and i think maybe jill just has like a good sense of a good guy to date so maybe he did cuz i feel like he her ex-husband would have sent those flowers too.
1: What does that have to do with anything? I just
0: think that she has she's got good choice selection of men.
1: Oh, okay, fair enough, but what Jesus. Okay. Regardless, I'm fucking derailed now. What was i talking about? What are you uh, talking about? I thought about? it was a
0: sweet moment. I honestly don't think that Jill
1: I, I think she sent herself the flowers. Eh. I think she's I think Brandy said it Look, best. Uh, she's the thirstiest one on the TV.
0: But he showed up with her gave her like a goodbye brought because the dog she told him to Nah, I think he wanted no uh I mean maybe he wants to get in the limelight like maybe, maybe, a little maybe that's bit. just a little bit yeah I don't And know. then he came back later and he's like I'm going to send her some flowers uh, I don't know, you know,
1: debatable. It could work. I I stand by what I said. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry I didn't mean to go off on that Jill tangent.
0: But yeah, so we we do start off with like Jill's the whole thing about her husband's funeral and uh whether or not she invited the cameras in, which she, you and I agree, she absolutely did. Yes, without a doubt. Puts it off on her assistant, whatever. The bullshit.
1: producers pull out receipts in her confessional.
0: Yeah, and she said something to Andy during the reunion about how, yes, she did invite Bravo. Mm. So who the fuck cares? We can move on from that. We go then to uh, Taylor's just calling out Brandy for the bullshit from like nine, ten years ago. Brandy feels cornered. Nobody's really helping her. Everybody's kind of like, they could have stepped in and been like, why are we talking Hold about on. this? Are
1: you about to defend what she
0: said? No, not at all. I just thought that like she was very cornered in the situation. She just decided to like blow it up with a nuke. Yeah. Like what did, what First did... off, what, what, the whole cinnamon stick thing was ridiculous. You're just a cinnamon stick and a successful pot of water. And you come toppling down on the six of us who had a very successful show. And Brandy was like, well, if you look into that, it's like, all right, your, your show is successful. Brandy was okay in that. She brought an element. That was She was, was fine. the cinnamon stick. She didn't. Blow the show up. So why are you bitching about this now? Unless you're blaming Brandy for the reason that you're no longer on a show, which is possible. I kept that vibe. And and yeah, Brandy's comeback was wild. <laughs> <laughs> like the only reason that that show was successful in that season was because your husband killed himself. Oh, okay. and that's what you got
1: from it? Oh, yeah, so that's was, exactly what I got from it. Oh, yeah. okay. I think I might have taken it wrong. I got from that that she was saying you call that a successful year. Your husband died. Oh, that's even worse. That's Well, that's why I was like, holy
0: yeah!" Fuck. No, it could be either one, honestly. We'll go with yours because it's worse. Yeah. I, li- <laughs> I like that way better.
1: But that's when Dorinda comes back after everything kind of settles. Like, they go in the other room. Phaedra takes Brandy and, like, talking her down. She comes back to the table. Dorinda's trying to, I think in her own drunken mind, like, trying to keep the peace originally. And then goes with the, what if your son died? And everyone... Everybody, even I think Taylor, for a split second, was like, "Whoa!" whoa Everybody whoa, was.
0: Whoa. I mean, it was, and it was a really good job of the uh, the producers because, like, you kind of see this sometimes where they bring in the subtitles. Like, I watch shows with subtitles, and I'm going to stand by that all the time, but. The producers put in the subtitles for this and you see slurring. Slurring Dorinda. (laughs) And you're like Dorinda was slurring hard. That's what that's her tell. She
1: always slurs. It it was crazy. And yeah, she says that everyone is
0: baffled. Like, whoa, dude, you
1: cannot say that. Floored. Yeah.
0: And Brandy gets up, leaves again.
1: What's number three? Time out. What's number three on my big three?
0: Deaths in the family. That brings in three and five on your list. Three and five kids
1: yeah. and death in yep. the family. But Brandy almost loses it. I think she was actually about to go after her. She gets up and walks away. Phaedra and Eva, who are continuing to be our peacekeepers throughout this whole thing. Phaedra, by the way, had some fantastic one-liners this show. Um, they go after Brandy, trying to calm her down. They're both wondering, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this shit is insane.
0: Well, Brandy runs over to the bar and just goes, Vodka, now. Yeah, vodka, And now. the bartender turns around, and you even said it. You were like, I just assume that every bartender, every waiter is Marco. Yeah, they it's all just, look like they Marco. They all kind of look like them, too. Especially
1: with the mask. I'm yeah. like, well, that's Marco at the bar. And yeah. they go to the bar before that, where they're day drinking, because that's a great fucking idea with this crew. Nothing blows up when they've had too much booze. But that guy behind the bar looked like Marco to me. And they go back to the bar for one of... Like I said, Phaedra with some excellent one-liners, and she goes, you can't talk to her like that. You can't do that to her. She's old enough to be your mom. And Brandy's like, she's five years older than me. And Phaedra's like, oh, really? Oh, Jesus.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then the bartender starts laughing. Like, that was funny, like, zooming over to the bartender, who's, like, hiding laughter behind his mask. Yeah. Like great moment there. Yeah, Very Marco funny. can't kind of, hold it together. But like Phaedra comes in, saves the day, diffuses that situation because Brandy was Dorinda comes back over to Brandy at the bar and like tries to put her arm around her, like, listen, and Brandy was about to fucking punch yeah, her right she in the goes, face. Bitch. And and then Dorinda took takes offense yeah, to that. You her don't saying call me a bitch. bitch.
1: It's like yeah. you are a bitch.
0: So she goes away and then Phaedra comes in, diffuses the situation with a good joke. Bartender laughs. We're good. We're going back to whoop it up.
1: Yeah, we're going to go whoop it up because we're forcing that shit in. Whoop, baby, whoop. And, oh, Phaedra with the one-liner, she goes, she's not really whooping it up. It's more like a woo-woo or a woo-woo-woo-woo, <laughs> but she's trying.
0: And Yeah, Vicky's she, Vicky's gotten, like, monumentally better to deal with I throughout disagree. this. I disagree. I still can't stand she her. She still sucks, but the first two episodes were, like, insufferable. That's, she's yeah. taking a backseat. She's not, like, making things about her. She's going to urgent care, she's you know taking her naps and stuff, which is fine. Everybody loves a good nap, oh, especially yeah. if you're day drinking you can By go the day way, drink take a little nap.
1: Dorinda claims that she doesn't nap.
0: she could use a nap.
1: she's napped every episode, oh leading up until this she's taken a nap every single episode up until this one, and then says, "I'm here um'm I know what it takes I'm exhausted, I'm not taking naps, and it goes to like the cutscenes nap nap, nap, and you're going after Vicky who. I mean, in her defense, had COVID
0: yeah. not that long ago,
1: which, you know, we've all had it at this point. Like, it there. takes a little while to recover from it. So, I don't know. Dorinda is shooting herself in the foot. I don't think she's getting re-signed after this. You know, no way. This was her contract year. She had to put up some big numbers. And she's, she's got
0: too much control. Them even putting out a bluestone was, like, a bad move because Dorinda just went power crazy.
1: Yeah, she thinks it's her show, and I think that, arguably, because of the setting, like, I I can see why she would feel like she takes priority, but she's falling by the wayside. Eva and Phaedra are taking center stage. Brandy is making a big comeback because you know what's good about Brandy? Honestly, she's not trying to play it up for the camera. This is just her.
0: Yeah, She's just a
1: fucking train wreck.
0: She's not doing any of those. Like, yeah, she has a ton of low blows and a lot of like crazy things to say, but she's not like, aside from the first episode where she pulled Taylor aside and started talking to her about like their past problems She's not bringing it up for the cameras. It doesn't seem forced. Nothing she's doing seems forced. Phaedra, you know, making her comments seems great. Everybody else is so thirsty for the attention. It's like, yeah, I guess you're on here for a trial. You're on here for a tryout. Falling flat hard. Yeah, they're Like, you're not coming back.
1: No, they're not. They're not. I think that those three have a chance. And, you know, I love a good comeback story. So I'm rooting for them, rooting for all three. And I wasn't a Brandy fan in the first episode, but she has turned me. She is excellent television. Yep. But that takes us to your fave, my least fave, which is Southern Charm.
0: I wouldn't say it's my fave, but uh, I definitely enjoy it a lot more than you do. Yeah,
1: I'm still struggling with it. And I think that the root of it, honestly, if you took out two people from this show, I'd be in.
0: Uh, three uh, I'm gonna guess three two- people. Three right. people. Yeah, go ahead. Three. I'll guess all three. Obviously, Austin. Got to go. No. Wow. Okay. Well, then replace Austin with Shep. Yep. Even though he's good for the show. Nope. Catherine probably. No. Wow. You're missing. Wow. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. just picking the people that you hate.
1: I do hate them, but I can see. Like I said, I I went into this unbiased. I went into this like trying my best for the
0: show for our show. Well, then give me your three because I honestly have no idea where you're going with this.
1: Shep, Whitney, Patricia. Oh, all get right. Package the deal. fuck
0: out of here! Yeah, I mean the scene with, and we can, we can, we don't really need to go play by play in this episode either because not a lot happened. But I know that the the scene with Whitney and Patricia going to the farmers market was one of the worst scenes that I think you've probably ever watched. On I TV.
1: wanted to pull my fucking hair out. It was atrocious. They get in the car, the Rolls Royce. He opens the door. He's like, am I chauffeuring you? She's like, of course. I'm not sitting in the front seat. Like, that's your son. Yeah, she's in the trying front to...
0: She, she has to chill the uh, the champagne, of course. you know, you're Oh, just yeah. Taking a lovely little... This is probably a fucking Tuesday, by the way. Taking a lovely uh, trip over to the farmer's market. Who knows how far this farmer's Five market minute, is. It's
1: Charleston. It's not big.
0: Yeah. So let's make sure the champagne is nice and chilled for me in the back seat here. And them walking around... I mean, what did she say? She's like, I'm not... I'm not familiar with the domesticated arts.
1: Yeah. like When dude, she's talking
0: about like picking out vegetables. She doesn't like,
1: know what a winter squash is. Do you, oh, do you know what a winter squash is? I think so. Name one winter squash.
0: No, I guess I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was different, different uh, types different, of squash different for the winter. Different squashes
1: bloom in different seasons, right. but whatever. Um, anyway, she says like, yeah, I'm, I'm domesticated. And then... My biggest issue with what she said, well, first of all, okay, my first issue with what she said is, at least he only had leukemia, but then she follows it up with two or three weeks of leukemia, which I guess she was saying, like...
0: About Whitney's dad. Yeah, yeah
1: about Whitney's dad, but I guess she was like, at least it wasn't long.
0: Yeah, I at first, it just, when you see it, like, at least he only dealt with leukemia. Yeah. Was what, like funny, but I think that was like the cutoff of the subtitle, and then it went for two or three weeks. Now I get it. It's like, all right, yeah, he didn't suffer with and he was dying, but like he didn't suffer with exactly leukemia until the last couple of weeks. I guess. So that's what she's getting at, but it's still like very weird. It, it doesn't a, really make any it was, sense.
1: It was poor choice of words. It was just a weird thing to say to a man that just lost his father, who then replies, like, Yeah, it was a rough summer. Like yeah, nonchalant. Like, my
0: dad died. Really bad summer. Yeah, it was a tough summer. Like what
1: like if you have a bad time at summer camp it's a tough summer like it just it seemed i don't know
0: it was associated a lot yeah. of a lot of their scenes together are entirely tone deaf don't, like
1: that's why i hate them i yeah. can't stand them and that's like it takes me to the next one which is they're talking she's talking about how Whitney's a vegan and he only cooks vegetables and like she doesn't want a cauliflower steak she wants like a hamburger and she's eating a hamburger in the back of the car with her sweet, sweet butler, who is now paralyzed. And she says, I miss Michael. I want bacon. Like, are you fucking kidding me? The man's life is over. Yeah, He he... is paralyzed from the neck down.
0: And all you can think of is... Now I have to live with Whitney cooking his vegan meals and like, I get no bacon. Fuck you. Thanks to your paralysis. Yeah.
1: Like, well, you selfish piece of shit. Yeah. Now I can't eat bacon anymore.
0: Like this could be, it could have been such like a touching moment talking about your butler and how nice he was and how great he was. And how much you cherished him And instead it was just like bacon. Like that's what I associated him with is me eating the foods it's that I want me getting
1: eat. to cheat, my cheat meals. Not that this man can't no. walk anymore.
0: No, but we, we, we can push that scene aside, much like any scene with I just can't. the two of them in it. You just shove it aside and move on. I'll compartmentalize. <laughs> Trudge through. We get to uh, Shep pulling up right at the opening of this bar. Because he has nothing else to do. Well, he gets, it's a nice little dog bar. You get to bring little Craig over there. Oh, the idea of the first of all, the fact that the name is Dog Craig,
1: fuck you. But I think that's fucking hilarious. It's not. That's so, what if my dog, what if he walked in the door and I had a fucking pug named Shooter?
0: It'd be hilarious.
1: You're you're a different breed, but I would be livid. <laughs> it's so disrespectful to name somebody after a dog, in my opinion. Or name no, sorry, to name a dog after somebody. But I think it's endearing. But they um, they're at the dog park. He's cracking a cold one with uh, Pringle, and um, he's talking about how he had a scare, a little pregnancy scare. And you would have thought that you were talking to a 19 year old that just had a pregnancy scare with his like first love. I was so upset at this scene. Like it it just made me hate him more. He's like, you know, the last time I had a scare, I was 35 and I was like, Oh man, I can't handle this right now. Like you're 35. You're not 25, dude. Like, what are you talking about? And now you, because you want autonomy, because you want to be your own man and like do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. It's out of the realm of possibility that a girl that you've been with for two years to take it to the next level in your 40s?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's the epitome of selfishness when it comes to that. And he just doesn't fully get it. Like, you get the scene later when he has all the boys over for the barbecue. And Austin, the voice of reason.
1: Honestly, I will, in this moment, give Austin credit because I thought that that was a a good moment for him. Yeah. He, He spoke honestly. He was correct with what he was saying, and I like that he wasn't afraid to say it.
0: Yeah, and the, and the reason that I'm jumping the gun a little bit on the episode here is because you get at that point you've got Pringle and Shep talking at the bar, juxtaposed to Taylor and Shep's cousin at the baby store because Shep's cousin is pregnant, expecting her first child looking around at all this stuff, talking to Taylor about babies and like what this life that she wants with Shep is. And rightfully so Taylor, very skeptical. Mm -hmm. I don't know what Shep wants. I don't know what he needs. He told me once that he doesn't even believe in monogamy and he's having a tough time with this and I want kids. So I don't know if this is going to work. And and Shep's cousin, very honest, maybe you don't want Shep. Like you think so to hear Austin talk about it later and Austin's in his face, like, dude, dude, you've been with her for two years. If you want this and you think that she's right for you, you can't lead her on yeah. to the point where you need to figure out if you want kids. She wants kids. You've been with her for two years. What are you going to wait until she's like five, six years in? And Shep's like, well, you know, like I know a lot of different uh, relationships that get like five, six years in and then they break up because it just doesn't work out. You know, these two people just don't want that what they want. Shep's 42.
1: Uh, if Shep's 42. And also like with that statement, he completely misses the mark because Austin's like, no, she wants these things. He doesn't she care to do what these. she wants. No, he doesn't. He could give two shits what anybody wants. But
0: he wants her to come around to his idea of what wh- a relationship which is.
1: which is polygamy. Yep. Which is what he says when he says it,
0: and probably no kids. And he no can't kids imagine ever. a kid coming into his life and ruining his life, his ability to go to the bar no. at you know the crack of dawn on ruining a Tuesday. his life. He yeah. pretty
1: much says that to Pringle, who has two children. Yeah. Like, he is just in his own fucking world, and it's it's hard to watch, honestly. he When he comes on the screen, I am not happy. And to speak on it a little bit more, like, when he says that, like, you know, I hate when people say that, like, what, these years haven't been good? It's like, that's not the point. She's trying to find somebody forever, buddy, and you're wasting her time if you don't have an end game. And the fact that you don't know that in your 40s just shows you how selfish childish and just ignorant to the world you are and i i can't stand those kinds of people sean i just i I dropped a sean that's how serious this is
0: not only that but he is the epitome of who you don't like because once again we get another bad bravo dog i can't do we had a bad bravo dog with him
1: because he's eaten the cornhole bags like he won't leave him alone like put him inside if I'm playing cornhole and a dog is pulling my bags off of the board and I lose that game, I'm livid, okay yeah, sports, sports, another Bra, sport. bros um, but fast forward when or rewind, sorry, they're at Olivia's parents' house, the dog won't stop like growling for cheese, yeah, what are you doing you well and
0: that's with Olivia, and we get like a little bit more into what I guess the relationship i mean they're still dating now, but you get a little bit into what her relationship with Austin's like. With her talking about like he wants me to come over and like watch some Netflix and like Netflix and chill. And like her mom knew what that was right away, which is funny. Yeah. Um, And reasonably speaking, like she's 30 and her mom's like, like you shouldn't be driving over to his house to go do that. And then driving back, like he should be sending you an Uber. It should be more of a date. Like, what are they doing? And you don't know what the fuck Austin's doing. Like way more Summer House Austin is showing here mm. where he's still – kind of like looking around he's like probably depressed after fucking madison and olivia's like talking to her parents like is this who i want to actually be with is he treating me right probably not maybe he still isn't maybe he is now who the hell knows but you get a little bit of insight into like who olivia is and like her family background which was kind of nice but i seem i i actually
1: kind of like her parents they seem they seem they're pretty down to earth and they have a good
0: they have a good marriage which usually you know you see a good marriage in front of you Try to like match that. That's what in you're going to emulate, and yeah. so f-
1: here's here's the like where I will give Austin a little bit of leeway. All right, because this is what I think the season is setting up for. Only because of a Watch What Happens Live with Craig and Page, where they address that they're filming Southern Charm. They're talking about all the fallout from Summer House, and that's on the show. Like we're going to get to that at some point. And Craig says he does kind of have a come to Jesus moment at some point where he like realizes like, oh, fuck, like maybe I need to change a little bit. This is all hearsay. All
0: right. This well, is... it's probably him watching Shep handle Taylor. Right. I, now and I realizing, him... do I want to match that or do I want to match what Craig's doing, which is looks like a healthy relationship, right. for lack of better terms. Because yeah. I don't really like Paige. But yeah, I mean, if he comes, if he has a come to Jesus moment. Good.
1: I think that that's what the producers are setting it up. That's why they're showing him in bed rolling over when his phone's going off. They're mm-hmm. showing him kind of dragging his feet. They're showing him being arguably the the wrong person in the Craig Austin dispute, which they finally make up a little bit. So we'll see where that goes. But um,
0: On a park bench.
1: Yeah. And I if actually, I ever
0: hit you up and say, hey, man, we got to talk about some shit. And you say where? And I say, you know that park? There's a nice bench that I like to sit at. Just assume that I'm probably going to get you assassinated or something. You're going to kill me? I'm going to put you out in the public. It was just a weird – Like, You get the other ones like, like Madison and Vanita go to lunch and they have food and they talk about stuff. If I hit somebody up and I'm like, hey, yeah, let's go hang out in a public park. like You're going to murder them. I think.
1: Uh, that, thank you for letting me if know. If I ever do that. Just, I'm not you know, coming. Just think twice. I won't be yeah. there.
0: You're... But <laughs> it, it just – yeah, the, the Craig Austin thing – and we know it boils over eventually cause they get like into a drunken fight per the scenes from next week or the week after or whatever. So that'll happen at some point. Um, yeah. We'll see what Austin brings and how that works. I don't know how it's going to work though.
1: I mean, I, I don't know. I I think that again, I'm basing this off of that. Watch what happens live. I think they make up, I think things get better, but I think we're going through a journey right now where they're highlighting Austin kind of being on the low
0: yeah, and I mean, does he's it, gonna
1: like because we also saw
0: Madison had to announce her engagement on Amazon. It's fucking ridiculous. She That's goes crazy. on Amazon Live to announce her engagement after, and time frames always get skewed after she talks to Benita about like how in love she is with this guy that she met on Brett. a Brett party. Brett out in Scottsdale. Um, Brett would be from fucking Scottsdale. Yeah, of course. And she has this conversation, and then the very next day, it seems she's announcing her engagement on Amazon fucking live,
1: Amazon live. And it's like, who, who do you think you are that you're important enough that people give a fuck? I'd like Like, to
0: see how many people tuned in.
1: Like I would probably be upset at the number. Honestly, it's probably more than it should have been. And it's like, you know what? A nice Instagram post would have done. Would have done the the one where you're, you're pretending to toast, but you make sure your ring is the center part of the picture. You're like, Oh, fun night tonight, clink. But it's like, oh, we see your gigantic diamond. And then she has to highlight on camera, he did pretty good, right? It's like, yeah, clearly it's that the would have size of your head.
0: Would have been way better. She said but that. It, what we do get is a little insight into how Austin feels about it. And the boys are all sitting around the table, making jokes, making bets about how long the engagement's <laughs> gonna last, which Madison I thought was really funny. And, um, and you got Pringle. Pringle's like, oh, what are we doing? The over under six months. And then Austin just goes, who the fuck cares? And everybody just stops doesn't say a word looks around like craig gets it right away we get craig's confessional right away and he's yep. like you know austin's austin and madison always thought that they'd end up together no matter what they put each other through which you think that they will Hot still take
1: i think they're going to end up together i don't i'm i'm in with the boys all right that was a brav bro moment i'm like you know what i want to put my money in on this too i agree i don't think they're making it to the altar i think that austin fucks it up with olivia and I think that they find their way back to each other in this tumultuous, toxic, terrible relationship that they both just sludge through for the rest of their
0: lives. That's There's a good chance that that will still happen, which is kind of funny to say. But you do at least see like a little bit of the human side of Austin where it's like, yeah, this isn't like a drunken rage. This isn't him being an idiot. This isn't anything. This is like a very real moment for him. No, where he, he had, he's had just a like genuine moment. Enough. Like, who the fuck cares? I don't want to talk about this right now. I was having fun. And now I'm not.
1: Yeah. And that's totally fair. And I felt for him in that moment, like that definitely had to suck. It had to sting a little bit. I thought he took it pretty well. thought he handled it pretty well. Yep. Austin had some better moments this episode. I said it before we started this. So MIT Austin apps are fucking lootly not. But well,
0: the, the other, uh, the person like we can go around the table with all the people there. The person that we didn't mention <laughs> at that party is saying. poor, poor Caleb, who, has been out of his house for five days. He's left for five days. When he said that, I was like, whoa, whoa. Five days with, and we thought, like, all right, he stormed out, he came back later, and he was talking to her, whatever. He's talking to Catherine. No, he left, he went to his cousin's house, he's been staying with his cousin for five days. Not only did he, like, drive around and talk to his mom about it, his, his mom took Catherine's side, which is wild. He, Went to a barbecue with his boys. In the middle of this five day stretch, talking about it, it.
1: he went to go see her friends.
0: Yeah, and said, "Oh yeah, like I haven't talked to Catherine in a couple days." Like what? (laughs) And he was like, "Yeah, I haven't been home for how long? Five, five days? They're all stunned.
1: I was too. I was like, dude, that's a long time.
0: Yeah, to not go home. Like, I don't remember seeing him pack a full bag or anything. He just." He just Ow. bounced. Are but you know it? what? If you're dating Catherine, maybe he had a full bag in his car. He had, had a go anyway. bag. He has
1: he, a Catherine go bag. <laughs>
0: he probably does. He doesn't have to hide it like up in the ceiling or anything. Like you see in like bank robbery movies or anything like that. He's got a go bag, passport, everything he needs in his car. Just to get the fuck out for a little I while. I think
1: that it's necessary in that relationship. And the funniest shit to me in like a not funny, sad way. He finally, he's like, I'm going there tonight. We're going to have dinner. Like The most bizarre thing of it all is how much his mother pushes this. Like, you need to make up with her. You need to make up with her. Like, what about him? What about Schleb? Like, is he happy? Is this a healthy relationship for him? Like, is he getting into the right thing, Mom? Like, what are we doing here? But it doesn't matter
0: how close Catherine is to the family. I don't care. No, that's your son. It's still your son. Like, take his side.
1: But I did think it was interesting. You know, he finally gets to Catherine's and they're... I guess talking it out her attitude was so funny to me when he walks in the door first of all let's remember why he left because she can't be cool with anybody she lost her shit at the party she lost her shit on everybody there she loses her shit on him he's like I can't deal with you hating everybody pretty much like I'm out yeah that's the root of what happened Mm -hmm. when he gets home she's like it it at no point was that addressed. It never came up in conversation. She immediately plays the victim entirely, asking what he's going to do to fix it. Where have you been? What like what do you have to even say, pretty much? And he's just like, I just want to make it work. Like,
0: he's like, I, I love you, and I want he this says, to work. I like, and she just goes, oh, my God.
1: She goes, no. Yeah, yeah. She goes, oh, my God. And then he says, let's talk about it. She goes, are you kidding me?
0: Like, what do you, what do you do? Like, yeah, seriously. Like, all right. Do you want to address the fact that I've been gone for five days? He did. He said, I needed some space. You didn't, for all intents and purposes, probably didn't like reach out to him. No, you guys didn't talk about this at all. So he got his space. He talked to his mom. He talked to his friends. He comes back. He's ready to talk. And he was maybe not apologetic. Like she probably would have, she probably wanted him to grovel when he came back. He doesn't need to. He, he needs need to grovel to for
1: being out of the house for five days. Sure. Fair. But then you need to address the root of the problem, which is you. And that's what he says. Like, it's always your feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, what about Schleb? What about my man Caleb? Yeah. Like, Kaylee is drowning and no one gives a shit. It is interesting that one of his issues, though, is the custody battle and the, the kids. Like, I don't know if he's ready to take on that role.
0: Maybe not. I mean, it, I could go both ways on this one just because he said, like, three days, three years into, or three years, three months into us dating. You threw the you kids know, on me. Threw the kids on me, which I don't know if she threw the kids at him. She, I don't even know how that makes if, sense. If well, it, if you're dating somebody who has kids, you have to understand going into it. Okay, if like if you're dating in the first place, what's the end game? Well, you're, if you're, you're gonna dating, married, you're going to have a life together. Whatever, you're going to see these kids eventually. Like,
1: if you're dating a single parent, you're dating their kids too. Like, yeah, that's you got to get used to and it. you need to be involved and you need to be open to it and it's not like you didn't know she had kids if she's that close to the family like you're well aware of the situation before you get involved probably
0: met the kids before i'm sure he has yeah like three months i feel like of actual dating and then she brings the kids in the situation i feel like that's way more than enough time Uh, for you to get acclimated build a relationship with Catherine, get the kids involved and then you're like i don't know if i want this which is also fine if you uh, don't want this then then don't leave Catherine hanging. Don't leave the kids hanging. That's the thing.
1: That's the thing. And that's where it gets tricky because if you're not that guy, that's okay. If you don't get involved past a certain point. Yeah. Right. Like if you are not that guy and you are staying around too long, now it's an issue. And I do, that's the only part I agree with Catherine on there is like, you're involving the children. Now they're developing a relationship. They've already had to see this battle between their actual parents go down. Like if you're not down, You you can't be there for more than a certain amount of time, period.
0: and I don't care, like, during this conversation, how delicious the meal is.
1: That was the most atrocious-looking meal I've ever seen. Honestly,
0: it took me a while to figure out what she was even making because, like, I saw the meatballs right away. I'm like, all right, meatballs. And then she's obviously on top of the stove. All right, cool. Pasta. Normal meal. Just for fucking once. No, like, eating noises. Nothing weird. She comes out with this, like, slop.
1: This was the most upsetting meal I've seen yet. I've been upset multiple times at the chewing and masticating that's been going on on screen and the noises that come with it. They didn't even eat it, and it was the worst scene yet. He that, was just
0: pushing it around with like a huge and spoon. And
1: clanking the spoon and mushing I, Was it risotto? I have no idea. I don't the, know what it was. The sauce
0: was brown, so I guess it was... And those, well, I'm not Italian, so I'm not going to say gravy versus sauce, but it looked like beef gravy.
1: It looked like barbecue sauce, and they looked like Ikea meatballs. That's, uh, uh, I don't like and it.
0: That would be enough for me to be like, all right, you know, we're gonna do this talk another time. Yeah, I can't. I need do to go this. eat a hamburger with Whitney or with uh,
1: <laughs> with Patricia. But there'll be no bacon on that hamburger because the butler's paralyzed. What are you gonna do? Ugh. Unbelievable.
0: Hit up Sutton and go get some bacon.
1: Oh, Sutton has got all the
0: bacon. Oh yeah. All
1: right. Now that we are, you know. TikTok relevant. We actually have so many comments that we have plenty of questions in the comments. So we're going to go through and uh, answer some of these bad boys. Um, First from Ariana (laughs) Grinder. Great name. (laughs) Um, Why? Why does everyone hate Diana? Can someone explain this to me? Uh, Shooter, take it away.
0: Yeah, I'd love to. Um, First off, she's like an Epstein level, if not higher sex trafficker. We're confirming that right now.
1: Yeah, we got people working on it.
0: And, uh, other than that, I mean, just what she brings to the show for the first eight or so episodes, she does absolutely nothing. You have to question why she's even there. And then what she was doing with the whole Sutton thing just made absolutely no sense. And she is a complete piece of shit.
1: I think that sums it up. Yeah. There you go. Ariana grinder. Hopefully that answers your question. This one comes from Sergeant hot dog. Why does he always hold the basketball?
0: That's a good one. Um, one, I don't know what to do with my hands. That's a fair point. To uh, quote my friend Ricky Bobby, what do I do with my hands? But um, another thing is I play basketball.
1: Yeah, shooters shoot. You I gotta saw gotta it practice. next to me
0: the first episode that we had this. Steel had two basketball sitting next to me. I've actually haven't seen Steel shoot a basketball in about 15 I'm years. awful at basketball. But for some reason, he's got two balls over here. So, you know, <laughs> I got to grab them. Ah, uh, just like
1: Frank and Joe. Our last question for today comes from Dr. Mac Mazel, And it's simply, where have you two been all my life? And you know what? We're here now.
0: Yeah. What's well, the matter of where we've been? Yeah. It's where we are now.
1: It's all about the now. And we're here with you. And we're here to stay. Absolutely. But that does it for us. That is the Brav Bros. Reminder, we'll be back with Beverly Hills next week. Um... Also, a reminder to follow us on Instagram at brav underscore bros. Follow us on Twitter at brav underscore bros. And follow us on TikTok at brav bros. Um, I'm still not super TikTok smart, so I'm working on my TikTok ability. Um, So be gentle. I'm doing my best. (laughs) But that's it for us. Brav bros are out of here.
0: see you next week. We are out. Bye.